Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Uh, Today's podcast is our stock report where we report on players that have been rising and falling and or falling in our ranks. And so I wanted to give you an update on my rankings and how they have changed um, since I did kind of my rankings update this week. Every Wednesday, I look at my rankings and adjust players and their values. And so I take note of the ones who've been rising and the ones that've been falling. And this is the podcast that shares what I've been doing. So here we go for stock rising. Uh, Quarterback, we just have one, Lamar Jackson from Baltimore. I moved him up to my quarterback number 24. Uh, He made the most of his first start, though it was very unconventional, right? Uh, He still needs to grow as a passer, but his legs can make him a a startable fantasy quarterback. I think he was quarterback 12 uh, this last week, largely based on his running. Um, I still have him below the other rookies, Mayfield, Rosen, and Darnold, but I did move him ahead of the rookie Josh Allen and and many of the other veteran quarterbacks that are lower in the ranks. Honestly, I don't own him on any of my teams because I prefer like a pure passer, but I, I suspect that uh, defenses are going to figure him out also and make things a little bit tougher on him. So I don't think he'll ever become like a top 12 uh, dynasty QB, like an every week starter, um, but could provide some depth. And if you're the type that wants to take a chance on him, that could be good as well. As far as others moving up in the ranks for running backs, I have Philip Lindsay from Denver. I moved him all the way up to my running back number 18. Um, the guy's just explosive. He's so fun to watch. He's like a big play waiting to happen. And then what I love is Denver has really used, found a, a great way to use him. They do a great job uh, getting him in space and using him. He's little, um, but he's not the running back that gets injured in Denver. Royce, Royce Freeman's that guy. And um, I just believe after this week that he's really just won the, the job long term. Like in the future, um, he may split carries with Freeman, but I suspect that he'll get more touches than Freeman Uh, every year going forward, you know, barring any injury. Um, um, He's just too good, too good of a weapon for Denver to take off the field. Uh, My my buddy and I, uh, we co-manage a team, a salary cap league team through uh, Reality Sports Online. And this last week, we actually made a decision. We only get one contract extension, and we made the decision to make him be the player that we extended our contract on him. And so we uh, actually signed him up for the next four years on our team at $17 million a year. Um, And I think it's about $170 million uh, salary cap. So we really believe in him. And we put our money, our fake money, (laughs) where our mouth is, so to speak, uh, by signing him up. Next uh, running back that's moving up in my ranks is Aaron Jones from Green Bay. So I moved him up to my running back number 19. So I jokingly say that I guess Mike McCarthy and I are the only two people who really believe that Jamal Williams was better than Jones. Uh, because if you've been following me, you know that I've had a lot of faith in Williams. So I have to admit here that I'm wrong. And it looks like Mike McCarthy's finally done the same thing. He's admitted that he's been wrong too. Uh, the fact is that Jones has just looked incredible uh, since he really got the starting job there in Green Bay. There's no doubt about it. Um, he looks like one of those guys that can actually carry dynasty teams uh, to championships this year, kind of much like Alvin Kamara did at the end of last year when he finally won the job and, and uh, 
and just was so explosive down the stretch. Aaron Jones looked like he could be that guy uh, this this year. So I was wrong, and I've admitted it by moving him up to my uh, running back number 19. And then I have also have, uh, while I may be wrong with one guy, I was right with this guy because I've moved Matt Breida up to uh, running back number 24. So if you've been following me, you know that I've been super high on Breida, higher than everyone else that, that I see has ever ranked him. Um, and now I've even moved him up further. Um, size and injuries are a concern for him, but his toughness is not. Like He's played through all the injuries this year, and I believe that he has a chance to, to earn a greater long-term role in San Francisco. With everyone hurt, he's kind of their only option that they have right now. So these last weeks, he's really going to uh, get the opportunity to showcase his skills. And it, it may be that next year when McKinnon gets healthy that he'll be splitting time with him. But I just believe if he shows what he's shown already and even uh, has more opportunity to do so here at the end of the season, there's no way that they're going to be able to keep him off the field. Personally, I have McKinnon ranked 32. So since he's 32 um, and I have Breed at 24, that clearly speaks for uh, what I think about him. Next uh, on the list of people that are rising in stock, I just have one receiver that I really moved up a, a bit this week, and that would be Traquan Smith from New Orleans. I moved him up to my wide receiver number 35. Uh, you probably heard this already, but after Breeze hit him for a touchdown last week, he went up to Smith and he told Smith, I trust you. <laughs> and I'm just here to say, I do too. I trust this guy. Um, this is another guy that I was higher on than most people um, in last year's rookie draft. I had him as the eighth ranked wide receiver. Um, overall, and, and the 17th ranked uh, player overall in last year's rookie draft. I just loved his ability when I watched his college tape. I loved his ability to catch contested balls and um, his uh, incredible hands that he just catches everything that comes his way. So when we've seen both of these qualities already in the, in a, in the NFL, um, I do think, you know, it's true that this year he's been a bit boom and bust. Like, that's just kind of the nature. He's played really well at home in New Orleans and not so well on the road since he's really become an every, every uh, down starter for them. I think that could continue going forward, honestly. Um, that's just the nature of the New Orleans offense, though, because they have so many weapons. Things are going to be spread around. But that said, uh, New Orleans scores a lot. And so if you're going to have just part, part ownership of a player then you want it to be with an explosive offense so that his boomer bust, at least he's going to get some of the touchdowns in an offense that scores a lot. So I moved him up to my wide receiver 35. Now let's move to tight ends. Tight ends, we have uh, Chris Herndon that I moved up. I moved him up to tight end number 19. I think Herndon's about to break out. Uh, he's been getting more snaps, 64% of the snaps the last uh, two weeks. And uh, 64% of snaps uh, last week as well. So two weeks in a row, 64%. Also, last two weeks, he's got four targets in each of the games. I think he's clearly won the job in New York. His athleticism um, and his speed are the real qualities that set him apart. Um, I think that he's an every week, not yet an every week starter, but I believe that he's going to become an every week starter uh, for, uh, for the Jets. And the final guy who I have, uh, Stock. Rising is Gerald Everett for the Rams. I moved him up to my tight end, number 23. Uh, you've probably heard that when McVay drafted him several years ago that they drafted him, in his words, to be the next uh, Jordan Reed. Um, and so he sat on our dynasty rosters, all of us waiting for that to finally happen, for him to become uh, the Jordan Reed-like uh, talent that McVay said. Um, and maybe it's, maybe it's finally starting to happen these uh, last few weeks. Uh, that awesome second touchdown catch that he had on Monday night highlighted uh, the skills that he has. And sadly, in leagues where I owned him, I got impatient and dropped him. 
held him in, I think, actually this offseason, probably at roster cuts, was about the time that I finally just gave up on him. And so, honestly, I'm not too upset about it uh, because I don't think that he's ever going to be like an every week starter, like a top 12 uh, tight end on our teams. Uh, the Rams just have too many weapons, and I don't think that they're ever really going to highlight the tight end as a as a um, primary weapon. They're always in these three three wide receiver sets. Although Monday night they were you know having him split out like a receiver as well. So I could be wrong, but I don't think he'll ever be a top twelve you know every week starter for us. As for falling, I have two running backs and two wide receivers. I think the the stock is falling on uh, Royce Freeman from Denver. Um, I moved him down to my wide or my running back. Um, number uh, 26. Um, I, th- I just simply, like I said earlier, I simply think that Philip Lindsay's a, a better back than him, and he's won the job. I think that they're probably going to split going forward, and you may look at it and say, well, he's the goal line back, and, the, and that you know does bring some value with it, short yardage and goal line back, but I'd just rather have the guy that can run it for 40 yards and a touchdown, and that's clearly Lindsay. And so I've moved Lindsay ahead of him. Like I said earlier, Lindsay's uh, number 18. Now Freeman's down to uh, 26. Um, that's what I think about Lin- uh, Freeman. Next guy that moved down quite a bit this time was Alex Collins in Baltimore. Um, I moved him down to my running back number 41. Uh, Baltimore and fantasy owners like myself just got tired of seeing um, him leaving yards on the table, so to speak. Uh, tries to bounce things out so so many times and tries to make the big play a lot. Um, and he's just uh, got beat out by an undrafted free agent in Gus Edwards. It looks like Baltimore's really handed the ball to Edwards and moved Collins down. So if Baltimore's going to do it, I think that we're going to have to do it too. I don't think Gus Edwards is a long-term answer for Baltimore. Um, I suspect that they would draft a running back or maybe try to find one in free agency or something like that. Um, but Collins is clearly not the answer, and Baltimore has showed it showed us that by their actions. As for receivers that I have moving down, uh, I've moved Michael Crabtree down to wide receiver number 45. Um, the move to Lamar Jackson at quarterback really hurts the dynasty stock of all the wide receivers, all the pass catchers really, in uh, Baltimore, I believe. Crabtree, being the oldest of those, um, has probably hurt the worst. Jackson seems more comfortable targeting uh, Snead, at least in that first week. It seems like he likes to target the slot guys, and I think he's just going to have a harder time passing to the outside wide receivers. And uh, on top of that, Crabtree's greatest strength that made him a good valuable asset was his red zone ability, just being a great red zone target. Um, And now Jackson's more likely to run it when they get to the red zone. So I just think that Crabtree's value is uh, falling pretty quick. And finally, uh, the guy whose stock is falling is Golden Tate uh, from Philadelphia. I moved him down to wide receiver number 49 which was hard to do because I really love Tate as a player. Philadelphia admitted this week that they are having a hard time finding a fit for Tate in their offense, and that's just not what you want to hear. Um, this was a maddening trade for Dynasty owners. I, I own Tate in several leagues, and it was just a maddening trade because he was just like the perfect wide receiver three um, on our teams uh, when he played for Detroit. Just super reliable to get five, six catches a game and, and get you know 50 to 100 yards every week and sometimes touchdowns. He was just a great wide receiver three. But now this move to Philadelphia, they hadn't figured out how how he fits. Now, it could be that they are going to figure it out. It's only been two weeks for them to try. Um, But for the meantime, I've just moved him down um, in my rankings, uh, down to wide receiver number 49. So that's the stock report for this week. Some of the guys that I saw the biggest adjustments in my rankings that I do every Wednesday. I appreciate you listening. Uh, That's a wrap for this week, Freaky Friends. 
Um, thanks for listening. Feel free to make it a uh, two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at DynastyFreaks.com. Until next time, go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.